And back in the studio on the ones and twos, your pals. I'm hey. Ricky Liorti. Hey, I'm George. What's up, man? It's been a while since I've uh, I've done an intro. Yeah, it's been a while since we recorded. I think. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite po- podcast, the best podcast in Toronto, the biggest, the biggest in Canada, coolest. And uh, yeah, we're your pals. I'm. Did we just say our names already? Yeah. Jeez, what a, what a long day. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you have been tuning in or a new listener, we would love it if you can go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, leave us a comment, subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple. And, you know, just for fun, uh, drop us a DM. Uh, this week, we had our pal, Eric Enriquez on. Yeah, Eric's a good buddy of ours going all the way back to the UWO Western days. He was uh, part of the legendary DJ duo, the 89ers, with our other pal, Jeff Whale. Uh, no, but we got to catch up. We had Eric's younger brother on earlier this year, or last year maybe, and a bunch of uh, his other artists that he works with. So good to catch up with him, talk about some of the artists he's working with, and focusing on his career in artist management. Thanks for coming on, Eric. Let's give a big shout out to our six sponsors. We'd like to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, Cottage Springs. Uh, They make some of the greatest vodka waters, vodka sodas out there. Uh, Definitely check them out at your local LCBOs. Zero carbs, zero grams of sugar. Uh, We've said it on this podcast numerous times, some of the best drinks we've had. They just actually released a new raspberry lime vodka water and a new vodka lemonade. So check those out at your local LCBO or check them out online at Cottage Springs. That vodka water, by the way, is in like a four liter box or something. Yeah. That thing looks like a good time. Can't wait to bust that up for the cottage. Oh, yeah. I want to give a shout out to RFP Design, our good friends and our pal, Andrew Moretti. They were the they were gracious enough to donate to get to get one to provide us with this this incredibly beautiful couch that has really imp- uh, made our studio space and our and our online uh, video pop a lot more. They make custom furniture. They do custom beds, custom couches, custom chairs, custom dresses, anything you need for your house. Custom that they can they they can make it. Uh, Andrew is is not. He is a serial entrepreneur and one who will is not shy to take on any new uh, task or project. Nothing's too big or too small. They are one of the. They got to be one of the fastest growing custom manufacturers, custom furniture manufacturers in Canada. Um, shout out to them. Shout out to the team over there for making this amazing couch. Shout out to Andrew. Go check them out, guys. www.rfpdesign.com and let them know the pal sent you. And I guess last but certainly not least, give a shout out to Cast. Uh, our baby and the newest and hottest social voting platform. Also no social media, but we're trying to get away from that because we're trying to be a little more objective. And what we're trying to do is be the objective assembly of public opinion. How we do so is we remove the friction of participation in online conversations by allowing people to be honest, authentic, unique, objective, and just downright curious. We eliminate the social pressures. We eliminate the influence. We eliminate all of those things that would skew someone's opinion um, in order to deliver fully objective and transparent results to our users and let them think for themselves. Because at the end of the day, everyone should think for themselves. I think that's about it. Go to down, go to joincast.co to download now. We are in beta, but the app is still fully functional and it's up and running. So get on there now to get your usernames and start casting today because it's about to blow up. My pal. G, let's go. go. (laughs) I like to drink.
Everything's like in frame Much better. Now. Yeah, I like that. Well, we're here. The pals are back again <laughs> for episode 100 and whatever we're on now. Hey, what are we on? How far? Are this you? would be probably. I think it'll be episode 112, give or oh. take. 12. That's my lucky number. Is Shut it? Yeah. Okay, so now we need to make this Jordan, episode make it 12. Is it 112? Uh, I'll. If you check the master schedule, it'll show you which episode this is. Anyway, that's your number. That's a cool tattoo. That's a family number. Yeah. Nice. What's it mean? Uh, it's my dad has this weird like idea that, but it, it's kind of true. The number 12 has like followed us quite a bit or like starting from his home that he grew up in. Our first family home was 48, four plus eight, 12. Our next family home, 12, bunch of other family members, 12. No way. Um, my first condo was 408. 12 so you know you like numerology you look for it things, eh? and i just liked it i like the number 12 now cool. so i got it i like tattoos i like how you have like just small ones all small over the place ones. yeah it's cool yeah I'm very is, i'll never go like any all four of us have this all four fit my mom my dad has it here where i have it my brother has it here my mom got it there too oh that's nice shout yeah. out to uh to nick one of our early pals yeah he was an early one he was in the upper student in the, in the yeah yeah my condo in the up little den yeah yeah i don't even think we had video when he came on yeah yeah did we have videos? You were probably the first one or one of the first ones. Well, I think first. you might have been the first one. I think no, I Kylie this. was the first. Or Crash. Kylie, then Crash, then probably Nick. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. very early. That's like May? No. No. F it would have been around May. April, May. Yeah, because Almost a year. Almost yeah. a year ago. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the big brother's in studio. Now it's the big brother. Yeah. <laughs> we had to get good before we got, you know, get you as a professional. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. But uh, how's everything been with you? Good. Uh, finally, like we were just saying, the sunlight's back. So I feel alive, came out of the den, came out of the cave as much as I can. Work is busier than ever. So, you know, keeps me inside. But I was talking today, I'm like, when are they going to finally invent the laptop screen that you can work outside with? Like, why is that not being Like a glare-free. Glare-free. Like, I can't do it. That's and then you take it outside and the thing just heats up. It sounds like it's going to take off. It's, <laughs> you have it outside in the sun for 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, this, I that's it. I'm yeah. Okay, order a couple of drinks. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Work day's over. Work day's over. It's on the phone. That's how you reach me. Yeah. <laughs> we got to put that on Cast Reader. Maybe we'll get great and help us out with that one. There that's you it. go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. New that's project. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, that's one that I find tough as well. Like, I really like to get outside. Eat anything, like reading, doing work, whatever. I just like especially when it comes to doing laptop, being productive and getting yeah. work done, it's impossible. The tools don't work, but then also I find when I get outside, I just get so distracted so easily. Uh, same way. Yeah. It's so much harder to send. It's already hard for me to send one email. I hate being on the computer. <laughs> Sending an email while being distracted by the outside, the glare, this and that. I'm like, yeah. totally. I'm the type of person that has to be locked up in the dungeon office with one little window to like focus. Yeah, Otherwise, I get it. I'm, for me, if it's nice outside, my productivity just like plummets. Yeah. I, because I just want to go outside. I want to go for a walk. I want to just hike, play some sort of outdoor sport. That's why I like it's like Monday to Friday. Don't bother me during the day. It's a no because it's, as soon as I get outside Monday to Friday, my day's gone. Yeah. The rest of the day's like And productivity wasted. is different for me. I'm not someone that can like, I was like I said, I'm not good at emails. I'm not someone that like, I like to be, I mean, the way, you know, I found myself in this world is just by meeting people, talking at festivals, like, you know, not sending emails to yeah. people. Emails is like the unfortunate part about it. But like, I prefer to like, we're doing a song with someone, call them. Hey, 
I have this idea. Let's work on this, you know, whatever record. Let's get, or let's get this person. record deal. Let's get together in person. I'm much more valuable like that. Emails. I'm like, fuck, I can't wait till I can hire someone. You prefer like the old school, like not old school, but just more the face-to-face communication. Like For sure. Interpersonal stuff. It's way better. I mean, you can't deny. It's like you can build that relationship with someone in person. You can't do that by sending them an email. I've sent emails to people, not gotten a reply three, four times, finally meet them in person get their number, hit it off with them. And now you've never sent an email to that person again. Cause you call, you text, whatever. Yeah. To me, I find that more valuable. Well, you Agreed. travel quite a bit for work. You're at a lot of events. You're meeting people. How's that been for you now? Like <sighs> you find it as, as at it, first I was terrified. I was like, I'm not a like, you know, the world's being forced indoors work from home. I'm like, I don't do this. My like, <laughs> my life was like, Two, three times a week in LA, I was, you know, going to meet people, kicking down doors. Like that's, you know, the the nature of the business. And I was, then all of a sudden I was forced in inside. But then this kind of really cool thing happened where like everyone who was inaccessible became widely accessible. So I'll never forget, like probably sometime in like May of last year, I was on FaceTime with a buddy and we were catching up. He manages a lot of incredible producers and songwriters. He's part of Post Malone's management team. Anyways, we're, ch- we're chatting. And then we start talking about another guy. And I'm like, you know what? Let's see if he's around. And then all of a sudden, we got him in the FaceTime. Three-way FaceTime's going. Then another buddy's name came up. And then it kind of became this thing. We had like five or six of us in a FaceTime group chat. And it was like having a lunch meeting or like running into everyone backstage at a festival. You just kind of like, people are coming and going. And I was like, well you know, if we can do this, maybe we'll be okay. Yeah. So a lot of FaceTimes, like I've never done this position more in my life, <laughs> you know, to the point where like you get to stand, it falls and I'm like, you know, yeah. switch to the laptop and now it's the FaceTime, but you can't do the walking around. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm someone that's on the phone. I got to walk around. So it's, you know, now I'm still yeah. have finding problems with it all. So you yeah. got, you found the ways to adapt, but you're still it's learning. Finding the ways to adapt. <laughs> yeah. But I just can't wait till I can throw the computer out the window and go back to it. Yeah. Do you think it's been better that like, I mean, and for those who don't know, a lot of this reference is like you're managing your, your brother, Nick as well. And yeah. stuff like that. Like, do you find that it's been a lot? I don't know how to phrase it. Like obviously being in, in, in person, meeting people at festivals, at events, at, you know, kicking down doors, um, you know, you're a great people person. So I think that's, that comes naturally to you. But on the flip side, do you find it's it's helped uh, expand your network at all by doing it this way and like getting to talk to people you wouldn't have been able to talk to otherwise? It's hard to it's hard to say if it was the this new way of communication that allowed it to open up, but the the business definitely grew exponentially over lockdown. I think part of that is because people became more accessible. You know, the guy, the executive that may be on a million meetings a week who's just not checking his phone, checking his emails, is now forced to check his emails because he's got nothing else to do, became accessible. So more opportunities came. And then there's the other side of me that's like all the touring artists had nothing else to do except for make music. So we also got busier because of that. Because a lot of new songs are needing, you know, are required and they need to be written, they need to be produced. And that's where, you know, where my brother comes in specifically. And so the everything grew. So while some, and also we didn't have a lot of like live event exposure. My brother doesn't tour, you know, so my, a lot of my other clients weren't, um, at that point of touring yet. So we got kind of lucky, you know, we had other revenue streams and those revenue streams expanded a lot. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if the, if the success came from lockdown or just, it was perfect timing. 
Um, it's hard to say, but I'm definitely excited for things to go back where we can get yeah. back down to LA and you know, that's the, that's the center of it all. I like to think of like getting in and out often will be the move like a week there, three weeks home, two weeks there, two weeks home, kind of back and forth. Cause I just remember now you, you, you guys moved down there before lockdown or your brother went down. We went down September, 2019. We moved back and then we came home for two weeks March 14th, 2020, and we never Surprise. went back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and never went back. We thought, oh, this is wicked. We're going to go home and party for two weeks. We got an Airbnb. You know, we like, <laughs> we basically, my girl, like this, you know, Olivia's her name. She came and stayed with us for two weeks. Nick had a girlfriend at the time. She was staying with us. We just, we went, you know, 500 bucks LCBO. Let's make all these cocktails. All of a sudden we were cocktails cooking. And then two weeks go by, we're like, what's going on? <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, and almost a year later. Almost. Uh, another thing that popped into my head that I, I thought about, because um, we've had some musicians that have talked about the same thing. Like everyone's more accessible, everyone's available, everyone's trying to collaborate. As a result of this, like there's obviously like a huge repository of music being built right now. Yeah. Um, whenever that's to be released, obviously we know how that goes. It's like could be two years from now, could be never, could be whenever. Those days are changing. Okay. But yeah. Um, I guess what my uh, question on this one is like. Do you think like someone like I'm not saying that Nick, for example, like is is new to the industry, but the younger guy like making a name for himself. Do you think that a lockdown like like this thing that happened benefits people who are climbing more as opposed to big guy? Because like you know everybody's locked in, so it's not like these big guys touring are are gaining you know farther and farther. It's kind of brought them here and now these guys to bring up their again the repository of music and yeah. and hone their craft more, so that maybe when things open up like. I guess, do you see it that like it's, it's going to create more future opportunities or how do you see that? I think so. I mean, th this is like the age old debate ever since sort of the streaming services came along and it's like, oh, now it's accessible to everybody and anyone could be putting out music, but then it's how do you get your exposure and you can create the exposure because now you have TikTok, Instagram, and you got to become a master at all that. But then there's still always that unattainable silver lining and you know we still see it that the major labels they do have an incredible market share and it's tough to break through that but you're also seeing the rise of like hit songs and not necessarily hit artists which is this weird sort of new thing you're like I'm sure all of us can think of a song we've heard in the last year that's just exploded and you have no idea who that artist is I mean who was Imam Beck yeah, but everyone knew the record. You probably still don't know what he. <laughs> All I know like. is he could walk Kazakhstan. into this office right now, and you'd yeah. be like, "I don't know. I didn't know that was him." Yeah, wrong door. There's the so, yeah, yeah, yeah. over there, buddy. I literally heard a story. Sorry to cut you off. I heard a story about him back um, maybe last summer when the song "Roses" was you know taking off, and he's from Kazakhstan, a small little town. Yeah. And he made that on like GarageBand or something like simple little Free, pro. Probably like Free Loops or something. Yeah, something super simple. And then when the record started to take off he had no idea they were like people are trying to reach out to managers labels everything and people couldn't even get a hold of him because the guy was literally just a random like farmer from kazakhstan yep. or something yeah, yeah i don't happened. know how true that story is but it, picture it's, like it's, borat it's, producing yeah music. i'm <laughs> sure parts of that are exactly the truth but i definitely know like the song exploded and he was having he had no idea it was happening and that's happening now you know you had that kid who did the derulo record that was humongous last year. I think his name's like Josh three, six, five or something like that. Let me just talk yeah, about, Andreas this. Told us yeah. about this, you know, and like you have a lot of these scenarios. So I think it becomes, if you've got a hit song, 
they always say like cream rises to the top. Like that's even more true now. Like you okay. can really have that moment. I'm sure Imam Beck didn't spend money on marketing. Like I, I can almost, I, I don't know for yeah. certain, but I can almost guarantee it. But so there, there is that opportunity, but that's where the question comes in. Like hit song, hit artists. Like those are two different worlds. Now you can be a, a, a pop artist, hit artist, making tons of money touring and not quite have that like globally dominating record, but you still can maintain like an artist career. And then you can also be that guy who has that breakthrough record and has never toured in your life or never had an interview or not, nothing mm -hmm. of that. Do you think a lot of it is because of social media? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like you think about some of these art, like TikTok artists and you know, the rise of TikTok is insane over the last 12 months because Crazy. of COVID mm -hmm. or maybe not because of COVID, but I believe it's because of COVID. It's been accelerated. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of these artists, again, songs are two years old, three years old. It gets picked up by one of these, you know, TikTok influencers, YouTubers, dancing people and boom, the song goes viral. Yep. It's like, what the hell? It's the resurgence. This of song is four, four years old, three years old, two years old. Oh, I'm pretty sure there's like, I saw something yesterday, Benny Blanco, famous super famous pop producer for many many years him and mike posner did a record like 10 12 years ago and it's exploding again on tiktok what yeah yeah like it's like one becoming one of the new like trends of the viral week type of thing viral's record it's it's old and because the way it works too on tiktok they have when you pick a song to put on your on your video they have viral songs it's a, it's just there. It's a category. So you pick one of those songs, and once you're there, you're you're basically stuck there. Yeah, like in a good way because everyone's gonna see it. It's not like you have to find the song on your timeline. It's like, oh, I'm gonna post a video, even if I don't know why the song went viral. It's there. Oh, you know what? The song is catchy. It works with my it my just, dance. It transits across. Are you guys using TikTok? No, I did at when it like COVID first happened, maybe yeah. like last April, May, June. But for I the did. pod, so we don't use it for the pod. Jordan's actually gonna get on that soon. She is. Um, we're do we're gonna start to do it for cast a little bit yeah. just to try because obviously the, the, the younger demographic the younger demographic is all over it, and then I have I had one that I used and I had a couple that went kind of viral, so now ha we you have this platform with you know five thousand ten thousand followers you can't just it's, not put things out isn't it just insane how much quicker it grows in Instagram it's like scary well like, Instagram's all about the money now yeah yeah right yeah. so it's like unless you're paying it is borderline impossible to grow your following oh yeah not impossible sorry but has like a, a normal person or a new upcoming brand or business anything it's so hard to gain that traction whereas 10 years ago it was pretty easy to gain followers now it's like unless you're paying the algorithm's not pumping your shit up I, I get so annoyed when I like you know I, I know that me posting about one of my clients songs or a song that Nick's involved with or whatever I know it's not going to make or break the success of the record, but I'm proud of it. I like to share it and I like to know that people will see it. So I'll post like, you know, we get the little artworks done, the visuals <laughs> with the music and I'll post it and I'll go, you know, just to check the engagement a couple hours later. And maybe I shouldn't, that's the problem, but I'll see like 150 views or something, you know, five, six hours later, I'll post one of my girlfriend's dog, cute little Frenchie, 350 views in six <laughs> hours. And I'm like, so now I'm like, okay, artwork or whatever with the audio, I'll wait an hour or two, dog photo. Cause then it drives up the previous post. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. so you, it, you'll see, 
my next release, if you guys are paying attention, I'll post it. And then like two, three hours later, you'll see like a random video of like the dog chewing on a bone and it looks funny. <laughs> and I do that literally to drive the Smart. post before because there's no other way. Yeah. Like people just, they're not. Sure, you're saying this on TikTok. This is on Instagram. Instagram, sorry. This Instagram. is people just aren't engaging with oh, like my work posts the way they are with my personal life. Yeah. Or I go on a date with my girl and we take a little boomerang, boom explosion <laughs> my work that i'm so proud of i spend 16 hours a day in my ah forget it yeah you know i actually we're gonna have talked a lot about <laughs> this talk. recently uh pertaining to like cast everything in general but instagram has become an interesting place and tiktok like tick i mean the whole social media landscape um i'm not i don't profess to be an expert in any of this but we've like i've, I've done a well, we've done a lot of research yeah. into like just just understanding everything um in regards to instagram i will echo what ricky says it just feels like it, you can't really people aren't um it's not driving engagement around interest or around people anymore like it used to be okay facebook started as find your friends and all that stuff and and then when they bought instagram it was buying a platform that allowed you to share content creation but then it's weird like it didn't really drive the like it didn't explore to a degree but it's such a big jumble of things like who has time to go look at everything and dissect what you want i mean you can um, but it's it started getting cluttered and they started taking stories from Snapchat and then uh, reels from TikTok, IGTV from YouTube. It became a Frankenstein. Yeah. So if you ask like at the end of the day and timeline is not even their most used product anymore. Wow. Stories is the most used product. Stories gets used more than timeline does and more content gets shared as a story, which in essence means that it's just a replica of Snapchat. So what's interesting is like their core product is no longer their core product. Um, so now you're trying to just connect people around stuff like stories, let's say. And you don't find that interpersonal like feeling or people aren't like i guess what i'm getting is like you don't um people might like what you're posting and like, follow you because they like you and your content but they don't engage with it as much yeah whereas you go on tiktok they found the way to like to drive that content exposure um to people who will like it and also people who will support it and like all that thing right they serve you one thing at a time on curated and they say what do you think about this video do you like it do you dislike it uh do you want to watch it again Whatever you do to react to that video, it learns a lot and then it just evolves and grows. So you might find somebody, oh, this guy's interesting. Like, I didn't know Eric is sharing songs about his artists. I want to follow new artists. Let me follow Eric. Instagram is now such a, a cluster F, I don't want to swear, but like it's just everything. It's so noisy. Yeah, so even if is. you like something, you don't really know how to attach to it. And it's just like, there's so much going on. I tell my clients that are artists, I'm like, you got to use this platform and you got to stop creating one sort of general piece of content and hoping that it's going to work on all these different platforms. It's really what it is at the end of the day. You got it like as an artist, a business, a brand, whatever it is, you have to build a community. Community is arguably the most powerful way to expand anything you're working on and bring awareness that goes above and beyond ad dollars. Mm -hmm. Ad dollars, you can start to elaborate on that community and build that community but without there being like a little core foundation there you're never it's never going to grow and so like you're watering nothing essentially throwing ad money at something where there's not already something going on uh, like a conversation being had and so what the what the best use of all the different thing all the different platforms in my opinion is like small tidbits where you can create like a loop so like if I'm someone looking for a new podcast and I stumble on a clip, which I find for podcasts, the clips are 
that's what hooks you in. Like sure. two or three good clips from a guest, I'm watching the episode. Yeah. And I'm either watching it or I'm I'm a visual person. I prefer to watch podcasts, oddly enough, unless I'm driving to London to see my girl or whatever. But um, you know, to me, if you can create that continuous loop and then within that loop, there's a story that these people within your community can start to talk about and engage with, then you're on the path. But like just posting and waiting is like those days are gone. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. And do you know what one thing too I found, at least with social media and the ones that currently exist, it's all about consistency. Yeah. Like I know some brands and some people that <laughs> every single picture that they <laughs> post has got to be perfectly curated. It's got to be designed, edited, this, that, the caption. I think that's be changing. Perfect. Yeah. There used to be people that thought yeah. like that. And you know, they posted once a week and it was that one amazing photo that they had. And it's like now, well, there's a good chance that photo's not going to do as well as you're hoping to do, even True. though you think it's the best photo ever. Mind you, then there's people that are posting every single day on their timeline, 10 stories a day, and they're so top of mind. And Shout out Corey Lewin. Yeah, Corey Lewin. You got to think about the guys like Ernesto's doing it, Crash Adams doing it. Yep. Like, posting content every single day, always sharing, always just going, going, going. Yeah, of course, Instagram's going to boost that up because you're, you're a super user. Yep. All these social media apps are going to boost you up because... You're doing exactly what they want you to use. Do use the app as much as you possibly can. You know, Crash Adams is a great example. They're coming out with content every single day, repurposing old content, changing it little oh, by yeah. little, putting different headlines. And man, they're killing it. Working, on social media working right now. with those boys. It's, I'll tell you, it is what the they're most, doing is perfect. It is, it is the most incredible thing to see the way that those minds work, and that's like, that's ultimately why you know I've chosen to like remain independent as a manager and not work for like a management company because on paper a band like crash adams isn't something that like upper management's just going to let you sign because they're going to be like well are they generate how much revenue are they generating etc 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 and that isn't enough for some of these big management companies they have to justify overhead yeah, and whatever yeah. but I love the ability to just say, I'm going to do this one because I'm super passionate about the way that these guys go about what they do. Like relentless work, like yeah. relentless, like crashes. And I, I know he doesn't like to use his name publicly. So crashes mind is, is never stops. Like, I don't know how he sleeps, never stops. But the ideas are always like right now we're working on something with them. That's going to be the future of, you know, their brand and the way that they're viewed and right now they're definitely the tiktok band you know one of those but that's going to change because these guys are going to they're true musicians and they're incredible musicians and that platform that they've built has allowed them to say okay now we have a platform in place there's a community like their community is super strong oh, yeah. now we can capitalize and do something really cool for that community and what those guys are going to do is going to change the game. Crash Adams was one of our, it's still top three of our most popular episodes. Yeah. Because they released, when we released the episode, I think a day or two later, Crash and Adams both went on, one went on Instagram live, one went on TikTok live, and they were talking about it and it just blew up. Yeah. And because their followers That's their are community. like, yeah, they're legit followers. They're Before, real. They, they care about every single thing that they do. You know, the newest TikTok trend is coming out. Boom. You know, within 24 hours, Crash Adams is doing that trend. You know... The problem with the music business is the valuation so heavily skewed and weighed on like someone's streams and the rest is sort of discount 
add-ons like, oh, great social following, that's worth five points. Uh, you know, great engagement on socials, that's worth another five points. Ooh, streams really well, that's worth a hundred points. Like it's so differently skewed. And so someone like them that don't uh, stream well as per the, the social norm now accepted, they're not a real music band in some people's eyes. But these guys write, produce, record, mix, master, adapt all their own music, and then do different versions for live performances, which no one's ever seen. Jay, while we're doing this, book Crash Adams their second episode. We gotta we gotta remember that. Cue I'll that tell you. Note. Bring them on after we've launched their this new initiative. When is that? When is the new initiative? It's in development right now, and they're putting out a they're capping off this first chapter of releases as like an album and then there's going to be like a new album and with that transition period it's going to come a bunch of really cool there's part okay, of it we'll is a performance we'll wait for you to let us know i think i'll tell you and when it happens it's going to be it's and yeah. we only had crash we didn't have adams on have them both remember we dressed up in suits i was just going to say that. adams that was fun adams, we're gonna do that again. adams is a character and, a, and another incredible person to work with as well like just and and the twins too like yeah we'll do a live show in here or something we'll do something cool for sure we did a, we've done a couple live performances nothing public it's all been for schools on zoom They'll go to their recording studio, uh, like their rehearsal studio, and they'll perform it. We did the whole thing, nine yards. You got to see, like, there's people. I'm, I'm like watching, tuned in, and I'm watching all the faces of people on Zoom. And there's kids just in like their dorm rooms. They're just like celebrating and partying. And I'm like, man, this is so cool yeah, yeah. to see. And it's, you know, it's nothing like a live show, but like, there are real fans for these guys. It's cool to witness. They seem to be building a really good community, which is, which is super important. Super like, strong. Communities. And that's where all this development's coming from, is awesome. this community. They're, they're, those guys hustle. I remember like seeing them um, you know, running into the streets of their couch, and I just I think it was last summer, and you see Crash like dripping in sweat. I was like, this guy's fuck part of my life. This guy's fucking nuts. I was like, first of all, and you're taking pictures too, so you're doing it for photos, so you're sweating, and you gotta like like just putting it like not really caring about the perfection of it, just doing it more for like because they really passionate about it, helps grow their following, all of that stuff. So then it's not and like, they it's love not fake. It. it seems authentic, right? They it's not love like, it. It's not like, let me do my makeup, let me get patted down, let me get some professional cameras. Like you're carrying a fucking red couch into the middle of like, I don't know, Young and Dundas, whatever they're doing. It's insane. They love it. That it's not. I don't have to say, go shoot more TikToks. I have to say, shoot less TikToks and work on something else. But <laughs> yeah. they, Make, focus on the music and a little bit. they love it, man. They love it. Good like me, pff, you couldn't get me to do one dance on that thing. No, no way, you know, never, not, not ever. Ricky would do it. Not, yeah. a, not a dance. Jordan's trying to get us to do, to do dancing TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do we we said we'd do some tiktoks just to get that younger demographic and do now, it with them we have Whoa. a lot actually good idea we have a lot of younger demographic or la, 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 a lot of younger listeners because of the johnny orlando episode right hey shout out so, younger listeners yeah shout go out listen to, to crash adams episode. yeah yeah go and listen Takis to crash adams. and brandon burnett and who else brandon burnett brandon burnett okay. oh man that's i like i i really uh like i was saying earlier about like not working on with a company and that allows me to really work on the people I like love and am passionate. Brandon's like family to me. When we started, when Nick started doing a lot of song camps and we started helping other artists put together songwriting camps, which in short is like a week of sessions. You book multiple studios, multiple songwriters and the artist kind of bounces around and curates each of the songs and the writers and producers help put it all together in hopes that at the end of the week, you've got like, you know, three or four new records you could put out. Some of them ended up getting shelved, whatever. Anyways, 
Brandon, we met because Nick wrote with him once in Sweden and was like, I need this guy for everything I do. And so we started working a lot with him in terms of just writing for other people. And then about a year and change ago, he called me and was like, yo, my manager, uh, who was a really good friend of mine, um, who was managing him for about a year. He's like, he's out, he's leaving the business. I don't know what to do. It, and it just so happened that it came at the same time where him and my brother had gone into this like week of writing together and they wrote arguably like one of the best records we have, which is going to come out on Brandon's album. And it's, it's an incredible hit. I heard that and I was like, wait, Brandon, you never really focus hard on your artist project. Like you're an artist and he puts out music. He's been putting out music for 10 years, but he also focuses a lot on writing. You know, he wrote for the Backstreet Boys. He just had one on Keith Urban's album, you know, John Bellion, BB Rexa, like you name it. He's a hit wow. writer and he's one of the best lyricists ever. I was like, we got to focus on your artist career. We got to take you out of the, out of the, the writer world use those skills and those relationships and put you back on a hundred percent as an artist. And, um, as I started to do this, I mentioned, I love collaborating and not having a company or anyone tell me what to do. I can partner with anyone I want on any one of my clients. So I took it to a friend of mine, Zach, who is now my business partner. And, um, we, Zach's worked with Scooter Braun for 10 years and he still does. He's still SB projects. He took Brandon's music to scooter and they fell in love and um so now zach and i are partnered on brandon and we're developing it and it's just about to launch i just had brandon on the new takis record which we have at top 30 radio in canada so we're, solid. we're developing brandon's name and the canadian radio landscape and using those relationships and that kid's mind as a songwriter like lyricist is like, uh, you know, people can look him up, Brandon Burnett, and you'll hear the ability for him as a songwriter, melodies, lyrics, but then to hear like the music that we have coming out is like everything you've ever heard of his, plus all the skills he learned writing for hit writers now just in his, and my brother's an executive producer. So it kind of works out beautifully. Perfect. It's all in the family. So let me ask you this. Go, no, 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 go on. That's awesome. Do you... um? So you work independently. Do you have your own artist management company? Mm -hmm. And then you, I guess, partner with other people for certain projects and the projects being the artist. Yeah. Okay, very cool. So yeah, you can I have, love it. let's say you can have a roster of 10 people, but let's say five out of the 10 you do with other people too. Yeah. And so people are cool. like, well, why do it's you do different. that? You, you lose money. I'm like, no, I, I gain... I gain access and creativity and resources. Like I don't lose money. Never did it for the money. I, was, I mean, you guys know, I used to work at the bank. I was yeah. in wealth management. Like I was the kid just going to festivals and I loved music since I was a little kid. So I was always trying to find my way in. And then it turns out my younger brother ended up being the key to that. But <laughs> you know, I tried it to be the artist. And like, I sometimes think I'm like, man, imagine TikTok was around when we had the 89ers. Like, I was yeah. literally waiting like, That's what I wanted, to, I wanted to ask that know, question like, next. Like what, what happened? Who knows? The sky's the limit. Whale, man. Yeah. The sky's the limit. That's what I wanted to ask is like, do you, did you, would, sorry, would you have preferred to have made it as an artist or do you really enjoy the business side? Or I, I was guess, I want to say business, but the side drawn now, the management business, the vision, if you will. Twenty-one year old me all day wanted to be the artist. Thank God I didn't have the talent, and thank God I wasn't given to me because what a mess I would have been yeah. as of an artist. And I just don't have that 
thing that makes these kids so special. These people that I work with, you know, Crash, Brandon, Takis, my brother, these things that make them all so special. Like I never had that, you know, I just had drive and ambition and I loved music and I was good with people. And so this actually ends up allowing me to use those skills a lot better and, and bring value to the people that I admire. Cause ultimately it came from a place of admiring artists and wanting to like emulate that. I thought that was the only way to do it. So this actually ends up being better. I can help these people achieve their dreams and the collaborative element working with different managers on different projects allows me to tap into different resources and, you know, work with fun people. I'll have a meeting for crash Adams and I'll, you know, talk to them about it and then I'll switch gears and me and Zach will jump on the phone and we'll be talking about Brandon and it's a whole different world of access mm. there. And, and, you know, with my brother, it's us too. And we kind of co-manage Takis together. So we, my brother and I started like a production and publishing company and Takis was our first artist that we signed. So I don't like have a management contract with her. I'm just the co-owner of the production company that, you know, partnered with Takis to build up that career. So it's a, that's even a different type of, you know, relationship and a different type of transaction. So it's, it's all about doing what makes you happy, I guess. Yeah. Love that. That's really yeah. cool. Um, shit. I had a question. I fucking forgot now. Mm -hmm. Is it about sports cards? No, no. I want to <laughs> no, get no. to that, but, um, oh, um, are you, you know, you have your, your, your artists you manage now and, and all this stuff. Are you, constantly uh, looking to bring on new artists are you more like let me cultivate what i have and if stuff happens organically like what's your what's your state i think there i think you have a maximum ability to because remember part of the job is being creative it's business but part of the job is being creative and understanding the creative so you have a limited creative ability you know when you're like listening to one artist's creative vision and trying to brainstorm with them and then you have to go do it two hours later with another one and another one you can only maybe do that for like four or five people effectively mm -hmm. and then you start to lose ideas or repeat ideas and then it's not genuine and it kind of goes out the door at that point so i think where i'm at now I've got my brother and another producer, Milano, that I manage completely on my own. Uh, Takis, which we, you know, we're the production company for, and my brother's my partner on that. So he helps with a lot of the creative there. And Takis himself, he's a businessman. So I consider him more of like a partner than a, like a, a traditional client. And then crash I share with Zach. So I have some help there and resources and, and, you know, crash, those guys are, are wild and that requires a lot of creativity. So I think to me, it's just like the max, okay. but, um, that doesn't mean, you know, for me, I'm all, all heart, no, like no brains. When I make that decision, <laughs> I'm never thinking like, Oh, how much time yeah. do I have? I'm like, wow, I see this person's vision. Like I got to be a part of this ride, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I've gotten, I've been approached and that's the most humbling experience ever. People come to you that you admire and they're like, yo, like, and, and it's hard to say no to people because I'm the yes man. And so I'm learning that, that skill. But um, I think more than uh, clients is I'm looking for partners and with partners brings the ability to take on more clients. Okay. So like, even like, I don't want to say a younger me because that's boring, but someone who's looking to get into the business, if you're in management, 
I would love to speak to you. I've, you know, been talking to a lot of younger managers and finding out my way to help them. Things that I wish I knew six, seven years ago when I was getting into it. How can I help that younger generation and bring value to them? And then, you know, thus hopefully they can help me write a couple of emails because I hope (laughs) to never do that in a long, I can't wait Uh, for me. You know, my definition of success when I never have to write an email again, I swear I say this all the time to my girl. She's like, what? But like, it's true. Like if I never have to write an email again, I've made it to stay, to stay on that same thing. I actually believe the same thing. And, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. There's a, there's a phone, a cell phone. It's called a light phone. It's, it's, it's a light phone. It was created by these two guys in New York. I believe New York. Um, and it basically has phone call text, like not iMessage, just text. Um, I think, uh, podcast feature like you can upload podcast and navigation on a calculator. An alarm. That's it. Wow. Six features. My brother had it. He, I saw it online one day and I was like, I, I thought I knew he had it. So I messaged him. I was like, Yanni, do you have, like, do you still have his phone? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you use it? He's like, no, I'm like, perfect. Give it to me. I took it. I went to Freedom Mobile. got an $11 plan. So unlimited calls and text a month, $11, no data or like a couple hundred megabytes. Whatever, yeah. And, uh, and that was my phone I would take around. This is before cast started. So like, I didn't need to have a cell phone. Like I consider a cell phone a tool. I fucking hate it. But, I would take that out with me. Rick would hate it because I'd, I'd annoy him because I wouldn't have all the numbers I needed in and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, Rick, Rick, like I need, he's like, just bring your fucking phone out. It's your fault. <laughs> but anyways, I did it because I like, like you, I don't like being attached to my phone or emails or whatever. Like I like to just move at my pace. Now, ironically enough, we started a social media company. So yeah. that's out the window. But the day that I, to your point as well, when I make it is the day that I can just carry that phone with me and not have any emails on my phone. Never mind answer an email, like not have to, not even have to open it in the day. Justin you know? Bieber just got rid of his cell phone and he only uses an iPad. So he can only do like data call, like, like, like Zooms, like for meetings or whatever. Like you reach him through other people now. Like he literally got rid of his phone and I'm like, that's gotta be the best, best feeling. feeling ever. When like oh, yeah. people that need to reach you, they know how to get a hold of you, and obviously like and they call family, and stuff, yeah. friends. But like the rest of the nonsense, no nah, man. But to that point, like it's not that I don't love doing business; is I just don't like sitting in front of a computer, answering and following up. Like a lot of my job is following <laughs> up, which is okay because it's how I grow the business, and a lot of my like relentless follow up systems have allowed me to get opportunities. So like, I sound like a whiny complaining about it but like the truth is like it's great but the part of it that i just want to be able to like if i'm sitting down talking to a client and they have an idea and i say oh you know who'd be perfect for that i want to call george because i know they i know the guys have the the cast app and maybe this will work with them and i pick up and i call you you know what i mean and we say this is my idea blah 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 or like hey let's grab a coffee and talk about the idea but the idea of sitting there and saying hey george I, you know, me and the guys were talking and I think this would be this really yeah, good. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You lost me there. <laughs> you lo- I, I'm already not going to translate the idea as well as I could if I picked up the phone or I saw you in person. Yeah. So you're not going to be interested. Yeah, and yeah. that's, I guess that's my main problem with email. Yeah. It's also the idea of these virtual meetings and virtual Skypes and whatever. Oh. I'm so over all of them. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, we have to do a lot of them for 15 work. minute windows. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in and out. For, no for, more talking about COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I literally hate it. So with when I work at construction, we, we do a lot of our stuff, lunches, face-to-face meetings. Well, now all the sales guys, 
First off, I, I don't mind sales guys. I know it's their job to try and sell, but sometimes you just want to sit down and, and chat about the industry. You know, who's buying, who's selling, who's doing what, who's doing this, who got this job. And salespeople know the most because yep. they go around every single day just chatting with clients in the industry. Well, now when they call, like, oh, can we set up a 15-minute Skype call? It's like, no, absolutely not. I'm so sorry. Like, I want to talk to you. When our office is fully open again, come on in, bring some donuts, bring some snacks. We'll sit down for 30 minutes, even an hour if you want. Yeah, whatever. But I'm not doing a 15-minute Skype catch up absolutely not call me or show up when it's when you know when it's available but i'm not doing any more skypes virtuals like even with the podcast like the virtual episodes it's not the same you know you we, lose need some, the vibe. we need some amazing people via skype you know patrick chan we met recently one of the greatest figure skaters canadian figure skaters of all yeah, time I saw that. amazing jade eagleson again such a cool dude josh adamson trainer uh, over at um Lift Corktown, Corktown Lift, Corktown Lift. Lift. Yeah, such amazing people. But when you're not sitting in the same room with I them, know. with the energy and the vibe, it's completely different. It's like songwriting, dude. Like this happened in the songwriting world when everyone got forced to do Zoom sessions. My brother literally, and and it was a battle for a bit with Andreas. We he was like, I'm not doing Zoom sessions, and I was like, okay. Like I I always hear out, hear him out, and being his older brother, and I do this with any one of my clients. I'm not the, the guy that's like, yes, whatever you want, I'll just go and do. I'll challenge you <laughs> to get more out of you and to, for your for your best interest. But I heard him out and I was like, I, I, I get it. You know, you lose the vibe. Like you're trying to like produce a song while on Zoom with two writers who you're trying to produce and all of a sudden you see their mouths moving, but you can't hear them. You got to like, hey, you're on mute. Oh, they're trying to write. Oh, can you stop producing for a second so we can write? whoa like where's the these are you're you're writing about songs that have a lot of emotion and meaning and purpose and all that goes out the window it basically just becomes a transaction like mm -hmm. but then i've also had great songs written on zoom so then that becomes tough because you're like well it's still goods coming out of it but it's definitely not the same as getting together with some friends getting into a room you all catch up for like an hour. You know, the first hour of a session is like, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? And then someone will say, oh, that's a great idea. Maybe we write a concept like this. And the other guy will go, you know, oh, I've, I had this melody I was thinking about. And that's all happening organically. It's very hard to emulate that on Zoom. Yeah. So it's to your point, it's almost like my brother was to the point where then he found the way through it, but he was to the point where he was just like, I'm not doing anything until it's in person. Well, a year later, you know, we can't just keep waiting for that moment. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's done some incredible stuff, probably the best of his life still on wow. these online sessions. But, you know, it's it, it didn't come naturally. It took yeah. like there was an extreme learning curve there for people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the... I don't like these video calls. I'm not a fan <laughs> of them, um, especially like we, you know, building. I mean, the podcast alone, talking to people, it's hard to feel that that connection and stuff, yeah, and, yeah. and read a room. But uh, even building a business, like Cast started in the middle, literal. I'm at the middle, early on in the pandemic in June we started, and like started our team started growing from like August, September, like making more hires through the year. We hired three more recently, but, like. We're, we're getting there because we know each other now, so we can kind of communicate better. We have one on ones, all that stuff, but like. It's just, it's so hard, like, to build that human connection and just, like, you know, have those fleeting stories or, like, hey, by the way, did you know this? Or, like, did you do that? I mean, I can imagine, too, like, even in, being in a studio, like, I guess, sorry, being on a Zoom call, you're talking, you're trying to get the project done. Yeah. When you're in a studio, you kill time by telling stories and making jokes. Yeah. And that inspires other things, right? So you don't get those exactly. external influences, I guess. Yes. Um, you're missing is, that. That's the I, realness yeah. of it. You know, that's, that's what makes hit songs hit songs. Like, this driver's license song that blew up on TikTok, the Olivia Rodrigo one. Yeah, Jay loves it's that a one. story. If you listen, it's just the girl telling a story. 
But it was a story that probably came about with people talking about something and, oh, yeah, this, that. And then they put it into, you know, an arrangement that works for a song. And boom, now you have one of the biggest hit records of the year. And then there's also the delay on Skype and virtual calls like Zoom, Skype, Google. There's that little delay. And on this podcast, one of my favorite things is, is those kind of comeback jokes, the circle jokes. And we actually had one of my favorite ones with your brother, remember? When he's saying that uh, some of the songs he loves, but then Eric doesn't love them, so they don't release them. And I'm like, give them to me, I'll release them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was was funny. That's funny. I love shit like that. It's cheesy and it's corny and our listeners probably don't even give an F about it, but I do. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Well, we did did one a little while ago, I think with Brad Smith, and he was the, the first Canadian Bachelor as a CFL player. And I said one and it just... I guess because of the delay or someone else was talking at the same crickets. time. It's just crickets. Didn't even, I don't know if you heard it. Didn't even like, acknowledge it. Like, oh. And it's happened so many times. Oh. Virtual calls, I don't even bother with those jokes anymore. Heartbreaking. And there's sometimes I'm like, that's a funny one. Oh, can't say it because by the time I say it, that they missed it. George was talking. This, oh, sorry. What'd you say? Oh, joke's gone. <laughs> I just go F myself now, right? Like, Yeah, you guys are great storytellers. So I think like your format relies a lot of that oh, personal yeah. you know, connection. And that's hard to emulate. Yeah, it's so tough. It's yeah, I don't like it. One thing I do want to add, I've been I've thinking about this, not relevant really at all, but you said salesman. You know what I've been getting bombarded by more now is like on like LinkedIn and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. People be like, you know, they'll send, they'll add you, and I'll add anybody. I don't care. I know you're a salesman. I don't, it doesn't matter. I'll grow my network. But then when they hit you with like, a, they'll send you their value property, their pitch. It's like, you know, hey, I'd love to con- try to connect with other entrepreneurs. I'm like, cool. I know something comes coming after this, but whatever. I'll, I'll bite the bait. <laughs> And then I accept it. And then like a day later, I get that like that long paragraph like, oh, this is what we do. This is how we can save you money. Do you have time for like a 30-minute call? And this happens very regularly. And everyone, is there 15 to 30-minute calls? Like, you know, when can I get you for a call? And I see this and I'm like, man, like these people come to hit you with a sales pitch. Don't lay the value proposition out. Don't explain. Don't know what you do. They just want to get you on a phone call. I'm like, I don't have time to waste 15, 30 minutes on a Zoom call just to hear your sales pitch that has no relevance to what I'm doing. This is completely unrelated to what we're talking about, but a little rant that actually really makes me mad because I see it all the time. It's everyone sure gets you on a call. People don't realize the importance of like how limited time is. And like, and not gonna, just that, find out what the person wants. Yeah. Like, how do they know that that's what you want? Oh, I Ask can help you question. with IT infrastructure. I'm like, okay, we have a CTO who's a, who's a genius. You're going to do better IT infrastructure than he does. You're going to help us with like our security. We use Google cloud. Like I don't need security. And like they, they, it's just, you know, it's a vague pitch. Of course. You just want to get you on a call. And the one thing, honestly, I, I commend people for trying to get people on phones. Cause we're talking a lot about yep. the phone calls, the best yep. way to communicate. I also hate when people waste my time on phone calls. Yep. Cause I think time is the most. Like time you is fleeting. Got to be a good judge of character. Yeah. So way. like, just I hate them. People do that. Like, if you, I'll get on call with anybody, but let me know why you're gonna bring me some value, or why I can like get in a conversation with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Another, Big time. Yeah. I what I hate too, and I used to be in sales in my uh, one of my previous roles. One thing I I really hate is bad salespeople. Like, this is what you do for a living. Don't suck at it. First off. But then second, I hate the people. I'm gonna save you thirty percent. Well, first off, you don't know what I pay. Yeah. So how are you saving me? But you know what? I'm going to tell you exactly what I pay and I want 30% off this or else F off forever. Yeah. Like that's what I pay. Well, I can do this, this, and this. It's going to save you 10%. No, no, no. You You said said 30. 30. Yeah. 10% is not worth my time to save, you know, 10 bucks on something that I, you know, spend a hundred bucks on weekly. I don't care. That's not enough. I want 30%. You said 30%. Let's do this. Yeah. Oh, I can't do that. Sorry. Let's scroll up to your first email. You said, I'm going to save you not up to 30%. It was, I'm going to save you 30%. Yeah. So like, yeah. I want my 30%. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you understand. I don't up. understand. Oh, COVID costs. No, don't care. Not my problem. You said 30. Yeah. So is it 30 or is it not? Because 10% Ruthless. I'm not changing. I love that. I'm not Honestly, changing my current that. provider. I hate that. I hate, I hate it. shit. You know, I have, I have, ask to get to know me. Ask to get to know what I do. Ask my, again, what yeah, I spend money questions. on. What, get to know me and what I do. And then I like the salespeople. It's like, you know what? I appreciate everything you do. Your deal's great. I can't better it. No problem. We didn't waste our time. At least I got something out of it. I know my current deal's amazing. I switched cell phone providers at work. This is a little bit of a side story, but at Metric, which is my my construction uh, family business, we've been with the same cell phone uh, dealer for the last 20 years. Oh, and wow. I, we get pitched every time. And you know what? I had some time this winter, so I dug into it, found out our plan. I, I took the pitch from the other guy because he said he's going to save me money. He guarantees he can save me money. Fuck it. Okay, let's have this conversation. Pitched me. I went to my current provider. I said, look, this is your deal to lose, but currently you're losing. Like this other deal's noticeably better than yours. Came back to me a week later and goes, yeah, I, I can't beat it. You, wow. You know? you know, and then he kind of laid down and said, hey, like, yeah. And the the, for, the the new provider reached out to you, just cold email? Cold call. Of? He knew cold he, call. his, one of his employees, his neighbors with one of our, with one of our employees. So like kind of, they connected the dots and then me and the president ended up speaking and he goes, yeah, I'm going to save you money hundred percent. You know, we looked at it. We saved a good chunk of change. Where That's incredible. My current dealer was like, Ricky, I understand you need to leave like this deal. My, so we left Telus and we went to Bell. Yeah, we left Telus and we went to Bell. And he's like, yeah, Telus and Bell made this very easy. He's like, yeah, I completely understand. I respect I, that. I have a you front know, row. You know, I'm not closing that deal for maybe in five years when Telus decides they want our business back, they're going to make a better push and he's going to be like, hey, you know what? I know what you're paying. I remember I told you to leave because that was going to save you money. I want to get you back. Here's how I'm going to save you money, right? I, um, I wasn't a very good salesman when I was younger. I just, I didn't have the need for it. Like I was in a completely different business line at the bank, but having Jeff Whale as my best friend, wow. Yeah. Like you want to yeah. talk sales? Like that guy, that guy can sell you the pen. Like, yeah. and then a box of them. Yeah. And, and, and I learned a lot. Like him and I lived together for a short period of time, a couple of years ago, when I was starting to grow in my business and having that front row seat, learning, the the sales position from him was incredible yeah yeah it was incredible he's got a a, a mind of because part of sales is like being very allowing the other person to feel very comfortable with you he'll remember will. something about someone's some <laughs> surgeon's kid that the guy said six months ago oh is your kid still you know how's he doing with the hockey thing like is he ever fix his ankle and the doctor will be like wow this guy cares yeah and boom he's got whatever he wants yeah, now yeah, yeah. he's in I'm like, man, that's tough to do. I got to keep notes of everybody. I have, a, I have a terrible memory in that regard. So, like, I often same. forget people's names and shit. But yeah, um, to even Ricky's point, like when people come at you with these like things, my I grew up in like again family business, so I've been around salespeople. We had salespeople. We don't have a sales team in our company anymore. We got we, we are the salespeople because yep. to me, I think I in general when someone comes to me with like a sales shtick and I think I'm like okay I can read the website as well like I tell me yeah, something yeah, I don't yeah. know so I like the, that's on my actually shout out to my dad Christos and actually our VP Paul they, they told me from a young age when I started they're like I wanted to go into sales because I thought I was a good people person yep. they're like do not go into sales people look at you like a salesman like yep. be in operations so you understand the business yep. and the fundamentals and how everything gets done because when somebody comes you want to sell the product you're not just telling them oh we can do xyz you're telling them the intangibles of how we work how we run our philosophies our our operational approach everything and that's, that's incredible the real, that's the way incredible. to sell a, something right because anybody can almost anybody can tell you what a product does 
Not everyone can tell you why a product does what it does, how it works, why they need it. Um, and I'm very grateful that I learned that early on because then salesmen would come to my office, like what Ricky's saying, and give me a pitch. And I was like, honestly, man, like I, I don't have time for this. And that's why CEOs, that. the best CEOs are, you know, generally speaking, come from the mailroom. Yeah. Because they understand everything about how mm -hmm. that that infrastructure works yeah. right they're not just coming in at the top level and doing you know business analysis and just you know cutting the fat yeah. it's not about that it's really about selling people on how you go above and beyond anyone else providing that service and the only way to know how to do that is to understand how it all works yeah. if you don't you're out and i think that's also actually I, this is a bit of an assumption like generalization but i know a lot of uh ceos um the, the successors to CEOs come from the COO role in like an operational capacity because yeah. then they learn how everything's run and all that stuff. Um, but one of the biggest things, and I guess maybe this is advice to people who are in sales or trying to sell or trying to get a hold of any myself or don't other pals or, or cast, you don't call Ricky. But honestly, establish value and build a relationship first. Like you made a point earlier, that's what I want to circle back to. And that you said when, you know, young managers coming up, it's not always about just trying to like, you know, how can I benefit off them? It's how can I help them, as yeah. you said. And see, that's what people often miss, right? It's always like, hey, you know, I can save you this. Let's talk and I'll, and whatever. It's not always about money. And it's not, that's not always the value you derive. It's like, you know, hey, can I help you in some way? Like, or don't, you know, maybe you don't have a need for us now, but can I at least tell you what we do so you can keep us in mind? I honestly, like, and I guess, I guess it's more of like a passive approach to selling, not like an aggressive approach. And it's building a connection around something like, hey, can you maybe like, what are your problems? Can, can I understand what's how your business works? Yeah. Take that away. Come back to me in a few months. Don't just call me the next day. Okay, cool. I got a business proposition for you now. Like try to build some kind of rapport. Try to understand how can we help each other? Yeah. And like, it's, it's, if I don't know if someone asks me for a favor and say, Hey, can you help me with this? Then, Hey, I can do this for you, but I need this in return. Kind yeah. Of thing. You know, I, I read uh, to your point, like in, in the exchange of value, like which really is the healthiest relationships are exchange of fair value, you know, yeah. whether it's uh, an intern that's working for, you know, a CEO of a company or even here in the office with you guys, whatever it is like that, they have to feel like they're getting something out of it because that gives them purpose. Mm -hmm. And then they will begin to add even more value. And that, that becomes exponential. Right. And, and I, I read this funny thing recently. It's like, you know, people will reach out. You haven't talked to someone in a while and you'll, someone will, you'll get the, Hey, what's going on? And then, you know, they'll, they'll chit chat for a while and say, Oh, by the way, I meant to ask you, can I get this? And I'm like, that always annoyed me. And as I'm sure it's annoyed everybody, mm -hmm. but no one really talked about it. And then I heard something recently. It's like, start by asking what you're there for. So like, Hey, Ricky, I really want you to host my client, Brandon on the show. I'd love the exposure for him. You know what, Eric, you know, here's a little bit about Brandon. You know what, Eric, we'll do it. Okay, great. By the way, how are you? How are things going? Does that not feel better to you? Interesting. I never thought about that. I'm the opposite. Butter me up first before you ask me for a favor. You think so? Butter me up. See, okay. I don't like. Okay. I don't like the small okay. talk. I, I kind of like that. So I like. Small I hate talk. when I know it's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, oh fuck. I know. Here we I go. know this guy's gonna ask. Here for we go. Yeah. Mind you, see, I don't do either. I think I also. Sorry, let's finish one. Yeah. I literally just say, hey, this is what I need. And if you don't want help, no problem. No hard feelings. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm the same way. Like it's, honestly, I really do try to pre practice what I preach in that. If somebody, like, to build value, all that stuff, I agree with. But I'll also, like, if someone comes and asks you for help or for advice or connection, no problem. Yeah, same. But it's, I also, by that point, I have a good judge of, like, okay, 
Like, what kind of person is this? Is it yeah. someone that if I was like, you know, I, you know, my finger got cut off, I need someone to drive me to the hospital, I can call them to take me? Or are they going to be like, I'm busy right now? Yeah, yeah. And most I don't want to introduce people to people that are not going to yeah, like, value to one another. Like, most of what I associate with, like, if you call me out of the blue and said, hey, I know you know this guy, can you make an introduction? No problem. Because I know you're not, not just that, I'm not going to look bad because you're some Joe Schmo trying to hustle this guy. Yeah, yeah. So I try yep. not to associate with those people to begin with. Absolutely. But you can kind of tell early on those people that, Again, making the small talk to like just to make the small talk, yeah, and yeah. they want something. I hate just that. ask, just tell me, just literally, ask just me. you can message me, say, Hey, I know you know this guy, can you introduce me? Yeah, I no problem. literally, yeah, if you're a good person, you got it. It's, yeah. it's, it's a no brain. You, we talked about Sean Mendez right away. I asked, we talked briefly about him yeah, yeah. right away. I did the ask, and you know, it didn't work out, but. The the, end, the door was there. Yeah, the doors is, the door's still open, and yeah. we can we can revisit that we're, again. We're gonna get Sean. Rick on. loves yeah. the small talk, though. So for me, in, in anything <laughs> love I the do, small. anything okay, I, I do it. in life, I always even with like well, my good, good to know, even with my good good friends, George will message me like, "Yo, what time should I pick you up?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm great. How's your day going?" He doesn't and he's hate like, that. Rick, I, I'm gonna be <laughs> at your place really in like 45 minutes. You cool? I'm like, "Yeah, my day was great. I'll see you in 45 minutes. Thanks for asking." Yeah, he doesn't like do a lot. I'll I call do. him, be like, "Hey, by the way, I need like this is gonna happen today. This is gonna go. oh, my day is good, George. How are you? I gotta get better at that. I so, no, no, don't. Me, I hate that. No, it's, it's personal <laughs> preference. Like some people are like Rick, straight to the point. Like but I it's don't good have to time. know that there's people like because I'm just thinking what I like, and yeah. I'm like, don't waste my time. Yeah, yeah. But may, there's a lot of people for me because if you're gonna ask me for a favor, and which I don't mind, like I try and help. I'm very similar. Anyone that's in my network, especially yep. my close network, it's worth. I'll I'll help out everyone and even with this podcast we get so many people like oh you guys had whatever this sponsor or that sponsor can you put me in touch no problem i'll do it to anybody in my close network even my extended network because i'd like i like to think i surround myself with good people so if i can help them do something great yep. they might be able to help me do something great but it's not even about that it's like, i love that if you're in my life and i like you i'm gonna try and help you do better because the better you are the better i am the yep. better we all grow together collaboration but, man. yeah exactly that's it it's really but comes there's sometimes where people that aren't in even aren't even in my close network and they'll be like hey ricky can you share this for me it's like first off you don't follow my podcast you don't follow my app you've you've ignored my last two messages when i've asked you for something and you really think i'm going to share this for you yeah no butter me up say hey ricky so sorry i saw your last two messages i'm going to go and download your app right now and i'm going to subscribe to your podcast how are you how are they going they're going great thank you so much for asking by the way can you share this for me no fucking problem and i got you yeah but at least like it, there's a, always a give and take, especially if you're not one of my boys. You're not one of like the, the girls, I guess. Whatever. If you're not, it's like butter me up and do, let's do something fun together. Like you know, see how I'm doing. Ask me. Maybe I'm having a fucking shit day, and the last thing I want to do is share your dessert Garbage. company. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dessert. You know, I get a lot of dessert company. Whoever's lately. got the dessert they company. Send them to me. I'll share all of them. Uh, I told man, I send them to Elaine too because I was like, you know what? You downloaded my app for me. I really appreciate you. You asked a couple questions. You answered fifty or something. You know what? Hey Elaine, next time you need those chocolate. Tea bombs, milk bombs, whatever. Go to so and so. Call call so and so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I wish I knew them off the top of my head because I would give them a shout out right now. But I had like uh, three or four in the last month. Dessert companies. Dessert companies. Send them my way. Because I lately yeah. I'm doing a lot of outreach <laughs> with people. It's like, hey, hope all is well. Hope you're doing great. Launched a new app. Would love for you to check it out. Would love your feedback. They said, great, no problem. I'll check it out. By the way, I've got a dessert company. Mind taking it? No problem. Here I follow Elaine. You need some desserts? Hit these people up. Would you trade the? hard work that it's taking to get pals off the, that it took to get pals off the ground now cast would you trade all of that for easy nine to five with your five weeks vacation no oh shot. never yeah no I actually, isn't it weird it's like we want the pain <laughs> dude i i'm like we just recently with like cast especially like our, our co-founder dave has a full-time job and and i mean we have full-time jobs we're in a different yeah, position yeah. but 
my, my, or we took we all took two weeks off to just put 100 of our time getting ready for the launch we're kind of going back now for a bit i'm part-time going back i'm honestly kind of dreading it sorry impact sorry everybody i'm only dreading it because like getting used to just having to struggle and do the things on the ground up in the beginning getting to wear sweatpants and t-shirts to work working on our time and on something that i'm like insanely insanely passionate about or we're insanely passionate about I don't mind sitting and talking to people until like five in the morning and like, you know, Same. messaging them, sending text messages, emails, like writing like blog posts to help expand like our vision and creativity and all that. I actually love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I feel so like lucky. And I know this is like probably very, you know, a lot of people will say this in our positions, but the truth of the matter is I know when my girlfriend started living with me, she would probably i mean she's the most supportive and incredible person ever and i probably couldn't be with anyone else that that was like I forgot her olivia name. i thought it was olivia i just didn't yeah. want to say it just in case yeah that and been so awkward. she <laughs> she uh you know moving in with me she sees me we wake up in the morning super early healthy breakfast we you know we would throw in a lot of workouts last summer too and and then immediately i'm like inching closer to my office and then boom i'm in there and some nights it'll be you know, I, I like to spend time with her. Obviously, I love it. So I'll try to unplug, but then I'll bust up the laptop for an extra hour. And to get she that looks one at me and she's just in. like, she, what? To get that one email written. To get that one email. <laughs> that it takes me you know, two hours. So, yeah, there it is. <laughs> he was always that waiting for that. And it almost didn't happen. See, yeah. you almost missed it. And we're in person. Imagine yeah. that on Skype. Yeah. Never. Over the head. And gone. so, and, uh, you know, but I'm, but I try to say this. I'm like, my, my my parents will call. Oh my God, it's a Sunday this morning. They call me. Oh, it's a Sunday. You're working. It's it's not working. Like yeah. I love this. Yeah. Like I love this shit. I'll do this for free. Yeah, I did it for free for a long <laughs> time. You know, I didn't make a goddamn penny for a while, and I still was enjoying it. So that part's lucky, and that's why I always ask. I'm like, some people will just you know i like just the nine to five and i'm cool i get my paycheck i get my increase two two and a half percent every year i get my little bonus check five weeks vacation that's enough for me no sorry i don't I have no uh, to be honest i would do this with no vacation yeah like because i can do this on vacation exactly i take my laptop to portugal i do it there yeah, yeah. like i'm good on that point too like we're just before we started this we're talking about the podcast and this office space and everything um like people i think we've made we said this before our podcast like break like we break even thanks thank you we to our amazing sponsors break even. thank you to cottage springs you beautiful people I over there and providing cottage us springs, by so the way they're incredible sun's out we're yes. gonna have one right after. so just so everyone knows usually we have six pack on this counter as a display there's only three of the vodka lemonades left we have demolished them cottage springs thank you so much i want to demolish send more. them right now i mean hey, you, that's, that's we'll send you some, take some home if you want to that, that's, we'll what, the, that's what they're here for um, Grab one. but what i was gonna say is like what we do right now honestly we're for i mean very fortunate to come from like that's nice like very that, eh? very fortunate to come from like uh you know families that have supported what we yeah, do same shout um, out my parents yeah Damn, and like and you know to have a, a family business where my dad says you know okay i'll you know you're okay whatever like because we put honestly a lot of our money if not i put all i speak for myself almost all of mine into cast the and podcast too, and yeah. yeah and time obviously but like it's not making us money we actually don't pay ourselves it would our salaries at cast those who don't know me and my my two co-founders um is one dollar a year it would it that's on a bi-weekly basis four cents so it would cost us more to do the transaction and paying ourselves mind you that's obviously just for like a placeholder it's yeah, not actually but like we don't get paid from cast we're trying yeah. to build that so we can like you in the early days so we can hopefully make some money doing it um but as long as i 
to honestly, as long as I have money to sur- to f- survive, put food on the table, and provide for my future family some of the necessities, I would do this forever. This is I so know, fun. man. That's and that's really what it comes down to. Like you obviously have goals and and wants in life, and people will say, you know, would you if I was at the bank today, and I'm just taking a guess, I'd probably be earning. I'd be. 11 years in because I was I was at five and a half when I left so I'd probably be about 11 years and a bit in I'd probably be earning in wealth I'd probably be earning 150k a year which you know two three four years ago when I was getting you know finally learned a little bit about management I wasn't making a quarter of that and you know, there goes my parents in my ear early on, like, look, you know, you, you're leaving all this money on the table, but honest to God, if I, if I was able to have a roof over my head, a good life, take a vacation, have some dinners, enjoy time with friends and make make enough money to support that every year and advance in life, I would do this job all day long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And luckily we've gotten lucky since then, luck and hard work and whatever. And we've made more money than I would have at the bank. But that's not to say that, you know, I wouldn't have done it if that wasn't the case. Like I'd still be doing it here, trying to get that. It's that. a byproduct. It's not. A, it's not a means to an end. Like it's no, just, it's, just it's, no. a, it's a result of your the way you passionate that's about. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And that's the thing about what you're doing in life. And to anybody who's a little bit younger, they're debating whether to do what this their parents. This is bomb, by the way. The vodka lemonades are they go down unbelievable. Like, they're not that's in the all we're gonna, that's yet. all we're going to drink in the summer like yeah. 100% and not never my summer from now on that's all we drink this yeah. is a non-paid sponsorship i am saying this is the drink of summer 2020 it's incredible this is unreal Bro, if you put that over some ice too <laughs> i drank like it. i think i drank that's eight how you of know them. it's dangerous like, i have I no I ice here last weekend or two weeks ago man it's that's been sitting in the sun for six hours <laughs> that's that's a problem i'm good i'm good this one we do that's the problem with having a such a cool vodka like water vodka lemonade vodka soda sponsor it's like there's days we come in here and we just crush them yeah. it's like today we're supposed to have six well not supposed to we, we leave them on the table because it looks nice but yeah we're down to now two left <laughs> but shout out i want it before i forget shout out to our parents because my situation and i'm sure you guys have similar stories people that just believe in us like biggest fans oh yeah you know and in the beginning I'm, i'll never forget coming home to my parents house from work saying I'm quitting my job and them looking like the world had just ended because they're like, what school, all this work and for nothing. It wasn't for nothing. I use a lot of those skills still today, but then fast forward to now, it's just like the sheer happiness in them. Mm-hmm. And like, I think if I was to say, Hey, you know, this didn't work out. I'm going to go back to the bank. You know, I've got my five-year plaque, maybe get in there with a little bit of seniority and just, I'm going to ride that wave because it's safe and whatever. I think my parents would be 10 times as more devastated, you know, like, and I think on top of it, it even adds more fuel in my case because I'm doing it with my brother. Mm -hmm. Like my brother's one of my clients and he's doing incredibly well. And, you know, he's great. He's in a position where most 23 year olds never find themselves in with just loving what he does and, and financial success and all that stuff. So I think it's so crazy to be surrounded by people like that. And if you, and it doesn't have to be parents, people often think, well, I don't have parents like that. So, you know, unlucky me and these guys, it doesn't have to be parents. It could be a friend and I've got incredible ones, uh, family members, mm-hmm. other extended family members that just lift you up and you don't need to have, the other people Mm -hmm. you don't need their approval you don't need their support you really don't and to be honest 
get rid of them. Like if it's a, if it's a, uh, uh, an aunt, a cousin, you know, a family super important to me. So obviously be respectful. But if it's someone that's just really beating you down to not do what you love, just distance yourself, create distance yeah. that's on you and go for it because we're living examples that yeah. it's not about money. It's about having a purpose. hundred percent. And, Life, and life's love. too short not to like, Absolutely. like right now, honestly, it's crazy. Cause like we're all pretty close to 30, right? Like yeah. it's, you're, I feel like I'm still 22. I feel mm. like our days at Western when I, we were like DJing. I actually Same. mentally feel that way. But you don't realize too how fast life goes by. Oh, yeah. And that it's, you know, like not to sound like cliche. It does go by fast. I, for me, I still feel like like it's passing the way it should because I'm enjoying what I do. It Same. It's not flying by. I think that time flies by and passes you by faster when you're doing something that makes you unhappy. Yep. Because you're not living moment to moment. You're living for like, okay, it's Monday. When do I live to Friday now? So you want this to all happen fast. Me, I've never been so excited to get up on a Monday at 7 a.m. I'll be honest. I was like last weekend, I was a bit hungover on a Monday and I was still in the office at 7. That doesn't happen with me often. Yeah, like Rick can attest to this. I'm the most, I'm the worst morning person. There are no sick days. No. There are I, no sick days. Like we're now. here today. I'm yeah. doing work right before the thing on the cast it's stuff. Sunday, by house. the way. Yeah. 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 So anyways, I was at I, home on my computer before this in the dungeon. Sending like, that one email. Sending ah. a, it literally, and it's you know what it is, man. It's, I was I was a I was a fish for that one. Someone I calls. That. Okay, quick five minute call, and then I get down. Then I get a text. Then it, an email literally takes me ten fucking minutes because it's all the interruptions, and I'm not someone that can say no to my phone. So it's that's yeah. a, that's another poison. I think, and my dad actually always says this: if you really love what you're doing, you're never going to work a day in your life. And it's such it's, a cliche it's saying. So, but it's so cliche. My dad's on vacation when he goes down to Florida with my mom. And he'll be working while he's down there. He'll call me, Rick, uh, so what's happening at the office? I'm like, lots of things. Oh, like what? I'm like, I'm not doing this right now. Like, yeah. I'll send you an update at the end of the day if you really want to know the, the big points. Oh, well, just tell me what's happening. I'm like, Dad, enjoy your vacation. But when he's on vacation, that's work. Yeah. Yeah. When he's of here, when he's here and he's doing what he loves doing, and my dad, if there's one thing he loves, it's fucking construction. Like yeah, it's just that's digging holes and changing, moving earth, making doing sewers, all like Big construction, heavy earth movie. He, that's just what he was born to do. He's great at it. And that's just what he loves. Yeah. And that's a testament to it doesn't need to be something that's glamorized. Like my, it my, could my dad runs a cleaning company. That's my dad, what I'm saying. My, when people ask my dad, my dad stands in front of people and says, what do you for a living? He goes, I clean toilets for a living. Because people will, people will be lost, right? And they'll be looking for purpose and they'll go, you know, most rewarding jobs. You're well, never yeah. going to see cleaning company on that list. You're never going to see construction on that list. So people immediately don't think, but like that could be you. You could be the world's best cleaner in the world. Have you ever seen that salesman guy, the 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 guy who goes around selling this cleaning product? Which guy? He sells like this cleaning product in a squirt bottle and he goes door to door. No. Salesman? Oh my God, you got to watch this video. Like okay. salesman of the year, this guy. <laughs> He's it. selling a cleaning product in a squirt bottle and he does it with such elegance. Do you know really? What? One thing that uh, my dad always used to ask me, so again, for new listeners, me and George, we used to work for, or still kind of do work for family businesses. And my dad and asked great me, like, promoters. Yeah, and we were back in the day. Um, do you love your job? My dad would ask me, I said, no, I don't love my job. I would never, and I used to be an equipment manager, now I'm an operations manager. I would never do this for any other construction company, ever. True. 0% chance would I be an equipment manager, an operations manager for a construction company that wasn't my family's. But I told him, I don't love my job, but I love what I do. Mm. And the fact that I have the authority to make decisions and I, I don't have much red tape. I can, if I find a way to save money, I can do that. I can 
put in new policies and procedures to make the company better and to set it up for more success down the road. Those are things I can do because of the position I'm in, because of it's a family business. Not because of my job title or the actual job itself, but because I have a little bit more free free reign and more a little sorry, a little bit more authority, I'm able to do those things which do you I think absolutely it's, love. It's also your understanding of how the business works because you grew up around it and you have a lot of understanding. So you know how everything works, kind of thing, from hearing your dad for many years and then the family thing on top of it that allows you to enjoy it. Like no like Stepping into a new construction company where you have no ties, yeah. no understanding about how no. that one specifically works, you're not going to really... No, you wouldn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. But if, you, if you're enjoying the position you're in, and again, people my age, I came from marketing and sales and nightclub and promotion and DJs and rappers and celebrities. Like, Being around people. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun, hot, cool, exciting job. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, man, On I paper, got to, it looks cool. You know, I got to meet Vinny Chase, Adrian Grenier, got to do dinner with him and throw a party with him. Like back when Entourage just Stud. ended. Stud. Cool. I threw Avicii's first headlining show in, in Canada. Cool. I was Data there. Data life parties. All these cool parties. I was there. Now <laughs> I work with big machines, basically managing them, digging, digging holes. holes. Yeah. Is that wow. sexy? No. But when you find Depends ways to save money, that's fucking sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You find yeah. ways to make you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's sexy. You're finding a way to create new jobs for people during a pandemic. That's sexy. Those yeah. to me are the things that make my job exciting. Now, even transitioning, because it's a family business, when we started this app and you know now we're taking off, we're spending more time, when I go to my dad and my uncle and I say, guys, like, look, I have an app now. I need to spend some more time here. As long as I, I'm good at time management, as long as I can manage both things. Are you cool if I spend you know half my week down at the downtown office and I come here you know mornings or afternoons or after work, whatever? They say, yeah, as long as you get your work done because they know I can do my job while also doing other things. As long as I, I stay focused and I get everything I need to get done, I can do that. If imagine that I was at a different job that wasn't my family, they'd be like, Never. Oh, "What? You can't work from home." You're checked while. out. You're not. Yeah. You're not devoted. Exactly. What an assumption, right? Yeah, like exactly. you could be doing the same job just as efficiently, but they don't want to believe that you can do it. Exactly. And they don't want to believe that you're not making them the priority. So automatically, you're replaceable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's not about that. It's just about you know open communication and being able to do things. And again, if I wasn't in the position I'm in, or if I wasn't that career. I wouldn't be able to do that. Yep. I might not be able to do all the things that me and George are very fortunate enough to do. Travel Europe every every summer for two to three How weeks. How bad did we miss Europe this oh year, God, boys? I know you guys love I, Europe I, as George, much as I have me. a trip booked already George for this already, year. Yeah, You're yeah. going? Well, I use my points and it's can, it can cancel it up to two hours before the flight. So I'm doing Israel and Greece this summer. <sighs> Buddy, if I can't go to Europe, I'm a brat. This is a brat comment. If I can't go to Europe this year, I'll be crushed. So I booked it. I don't know the circumstance. Yeah. I just said like I booked it actually in February because I was like I want to go to Greece this summer. The only, to be honest, the only thing that helped me back last year was the podcast. Not as much cast because I could work remotely. Yeah, we were fully remote. I, I can't leave my, like Ricky here because it's not fair, right? We have an yeah, obligation. you're gonna zoom in and be a yeah, <laughs> like no. it's not fair. I would so, do these on my own before I let George. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, George. The no, pal podcast. You're no, yeah. you're right. You just put up, blew out the S for yeah, the time yeah. being. Yeah, but no, it's. Uh, I said, you know what? We were looking online. Have I have points? I actually canceled a trip. Last September, September 2020, me and Ricky were going to stacking canceled Wait, flights. Right so now I so I canceled that trip. Year. So I had a bunch of points banked. So I was like, you know what? I'm optim. I'm an optimist, and I was like, okay, two weeks in August. As to me, as long as the quarantine coming back is gone or reduced, I will go. 
That's so my point. Anything less yeah. than like, and honestly, a week I would quarantine. Yeah. But like two is too much, too hard. I can't. Two sit in, in my the place. middle of summer? Are right. you crazy? That so, is no way I'm gonna stay yeah. indoors. So my, I'll be throwing the best backyard parties <laughs> before I quarantine. That's what for I two mean. Weeks. So my girlfriend and I, we booked flights flying into Tel Aviv, beginning oh, of August to do like a week there, like all of Israel, and then go to Greece for two weeks and come back. Now this is contingent on no quarantine. Um, and maybe if I get the vaccine, I don't know, like I'm not jumping to it, but if it means I can travel freely, yep. I don't really care. I'm not, I don't have an opinion one way or the other on the vaccine. It's just whatever gives me convenience in life is what I care about. Um, but if that doesn't happen, I'll move to September. But at some point I'm going to go away between, I'll hopefully go away. Yeah, we're trying to get down to LA in May. Mm-hmm. Like a month would be nice. Um, things are slowly coming to there and people, offices aren't open, but People are back in studios, mm-hmm. uh, you know, certain cases, rapid testing right before a studio session. That's enough to allow yeah. you in with like bigger artists. Um, so we may do we may do some of that in May. But if I have to come back in quarantine, there's no chance. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I'm not cutting out two weeks out of my June, which is, you know, I mean, we have just a short window that yeah. makes Toronto, in my opinion, the, one of the top cities in the world and it's for like a three four month window i'm not cutting out two weeks of that yeah no no chance yeah no I chance we'll no see. chance I, honestly i'm i yeah i don't know summer's here now what a beautiful day it is right now like, yeah. that's why i love honestly one of the reasons i love this office too every time i look over i just see a straight line at the cn tower i know it's beautiful oh, you guys got to show people you know what i'd like to see because i'm really interested and we've talked a little bit about cast and maybe you guys are already thinking about doing this and don't take advice from me because i'm also an idiot but and (laughs) i have stupid ideas but um i would love to see more about the process and the purpose like i understand the application of the app but i'd love to see like mini clips of like you know uh, if it's like a work meeting that you have and you guys are discussing like a purpose behind a new action that you're going to implement like seeing that discussion like a, a clip of that we're gonna start yeah documenting more documenting, of our, our meetings and yeah. stuff but even we started a blog That's a good idea yeah and the idea is that the blog will will kind of show a, a deeper side to the app the development the story rather I'm than a story just guy. what the app no. is i buy but into like the culture of something you yeah. just said don't listen to me. that's actually a really good idea and literally as you said that it just dawned on me what we're gonna do thank you yeah good because i knew, I, I knew something good i do understand this. the the the, the <laughs> app, of course you, you know do. and You're i creative. get it and i think it's fantastic but i buy into people yeah Right. And I think hearing you guys talk about the story and talk about why you're so passionate about it, talking about why, you know, almost like interviewing yourselves, but short format. Yo, we just came up with this really cool thing. We're going to talk today. Here's a quick clip of us talking with our developer, you know, your engineer about it. And you guys show that. And I'd be like, wow, that's cool. Like, I feel like I'm in the office with them, you know, like that to me, I, I start to become passionate about the people behind cast and then ultimately your vision. I have a camera lying around at the house. That one that I used to use for my mini vlogs. I'm going to bring it here. That's a good idea. I love it. I can at least set it up here and we can record our meetings too. It's also good for our purposes when you for pitch your, stuff. Of, of course, documentary. That's good. Yeah, Man, you, you know what's crazy? We've gone, like we usually record like an hour, an hour and 15 what minutes. What are we? An hour and a half almost now, Ooh, I think. sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, I was going to say- It's the Cottage like, Springs. No, I was going to say, we didn't even get to talk about like cards, nothing. But you know, this has been a lot of fun. Just like yeah, on a- I love it. It's like- On a personal it's level. It's like us being on a patio with some drinks. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Like, well, you know, why we haven't caught up in a while. The best part about this podcast is it's ours. We can do whatever we want. We True. can bring you back in in a couple months and True. talk cards, talk about- We can always do a collab. We can get like you yeah. and Nick on together. We can, do, sure. we can do a lot of things. Sure. Get the 89ers. Yeah, 100%. You know what? We can actually do. We should get 89ers Mickey in here. We Yo, should do a so round table. You know what we're actually thinking about doing, maybe? Because we talked about this. 
doing like sets, whatever. Yeah. We're going to think about doing the pals, like a little thing. Cause Ryan Shepard did one. Yeah. This is also preliminary and sorry if I'm revealing anything, Rick, but maybe doing like a, like a podcast slash like live set. Once a month or something. Yeah. Whatever, man. Get a good a Sunday like this. You do a set. Do you guys have, have a rooftop here? No. No. Oof, that would be crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be amazing. But yeah, we'll we said, when we buy the building, we'll yeah. put one up That's there. That's the party, uh, partiers in <laughs> yeah. SA. The, That's the, the 89ers. Oh, That's the 89ers. You would be insane. Yeah. Like Queen West? Yeah. We, uh, we we'll empty doing, Trinity and bring yeah, them on the yeah, roof. We want to start doing different things, right? Like, again, the podcast is fun, but if we could get a live DJ set in here, we've talked to some of our musician guests that are coming on, maybe do an acoustic set. Whether we do it live on the podcast or whether we do it while someone's as playing a video. music, you have Richardi in the back doing a live painting, yeah, yeah, like yeah. shit like that. And I it's funny enough you, when you were talking about when you quit your job, it was actually making me think about Richardi because he left something similar to you. He was working a good job, yep. six six figure salary, to quit and make art. Yeah, and you know it's not like he had all these clients waiting to buy buy art from him. No, it's like yo, he went down because he had to go down. He had one client in Miami or L.A. that he went to go do a uh, a mural for or something and just quit. Wow. And he quit. It was like a week before his wedding or something, a week after his wedding. So it's like you have the arguably one of the most expensive days of your life. Yeah. And then you just bounce. And you're also <laughs> quitting your job to make art. Like, holy crap. But he says his wife or his fiance, now wife, was very supportive. His parents were pretty supportive of him. So Support system is everything, man. Yeah. On my 30th birthday, I, I invited the most important people in the world to me. We had a dinner. We had Chef Rang. We had the Chef best. Rang come do my Shout 30. out Chef Rang. Shout out Chef Rang. What He's an the incredible best. Guy. It's all about and the love, baby. It's all about the love. And he came in, you know, he did the funny stuff. He roasted me. But I had the the 25 most important people. And I swear to you, this is sound like probably cliche, but this is just how I felt. Having all those people in that room and sell and I made it super easy. No gifts. You don't even have to think about what to wear. I at the time I was always hoodie and a hat. Everyone wear a hoodie, everyone wear a hat. You don't have to think about what to wear, what to, am I going to wear this? What am I going to do? Literally show up and have a good time. And I swear on that day, I felt like a fucking superhero. Yeah. I was like, I was surrounded by all these people who literally just want me to do better and be better. And I felt like a superhero that day. And that's, that's what it's about, man. Surround yourself by those people. Forget about everything else. Forget about whatever, you know, likes, comments, forget about yep. engagements. That shit doesn't matter. Surround yourself with good people. You're happy. No, you said it perfectly. Surrounding yourself with the people you love and also acknowledging those people. And oh, like, for sure. Like I tell my, the people closest to me, how much I love them on a weekly basis. Like sometimes even like our group chats, I'll write like effing love you guys like, yeah this is what makes oh, very often lately too you do yeah this it, is, is what, you're in your thing, feels like, eh this Rick is just what said, i've makes, never seen this guy this happy like this is what makes life you said it so today when i walked in exciting yeah. yeah you know we're in some of the best points in our lives where you know again minus this covid nonsense but even with that i'm still having one of the best years of my life for you real know, i'm getting to do something i'm passionate about getting to see my best friends on a on a almost daily basis now getting to spend time with the people i love getting to kind of meet new people every now and then this is what makes life exciting for sure you know i've got a head over my i've got a roof over my head i've got money to put food on the table to buy the little things that i need in life i i don't need many things what i do need is like love friendship creativity hobbies excitement shit like that that's what i need purpose, for life man. yeah that gives you the purpose now that i have it i tell everybody involved in my life i'm like you guys fucking are all awesome i love you all Let's have a great day tomorrow. We came hey, Rick, up. You're and awesome, we, man. We, you're you. awesome. I you am guys awesome. are awesome. You're awesome too. We Eric. came up. Thank you. We came up in like a party scene, and that's how we met each other. And you know, I'm sure with that comes a lot of like, you know, unfair 
uh, assumptions about who maybe we were, but like, hey, we got, we should be proud of ourselves. Oh, for like, sure. You know, look, yeah, look yeah. where we are today. When, like you said, we're enjoying ourselves, surrounded by good people, doing great things. You know, I hopefully I get in the car and I hear my song on the radio, and I'm like, I helped someone do that. Yeah. You know, like that's that's a, a you got this on the wall. You got the people listening, and that's you guys did that. Yeah. You know, that's cool stuff. It's been it's been a fun journey, and like to Ricky's point, like yeah, it's been uh, a really good year i guess and unfortunate circumstance but yeah you know at the end of the day everyone got the the thing is too in the last year not everyone equally but we almost everyone got dealt the same hand in that people you know couldn't leave their house all those certain things people affected more than others but it's how you play the hand you're dealt and yep. what you decide to do are you going to fold you're going to go all in like what are you going to do are you going to recalculate know. and reassess and it's such a tough one to talk about because some people really are dealt an incredibly hard hand for sure and those people are like well you can't just say that because you don't know what i've been and i i sympathize with that because yep. trust me i've witnessed firsthand people being dealt that hand and it's it's no, not you nice but it's- but to your point We've all been given an opportunity to go inwards, be forced inside and really evaluate. If you came out on the other end of this with either a new hobby, uh, you know, a new passion, more purpose, you you did well. You did mm-hmm. something that for the rest of life, you'll, you'll be able to talk about the pandemic and I came out of it with this. Yeah, yeah. very true. Guys, I think been, that's uh, a good, yeah. Yeah. So I think blast. that's a good point to start to yeah, wrap about up an hour on. And a half Cheers. Wow, um, Eric, good. thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you, oh, boys. Such a great this was a lot of fun. It was nice just catching up with you yeah, guys. Yeah. I don't even, so. I don't think I looked at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you forget it's yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eric, we've got two questions we always ask every guest. Go for it. The first, if there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Could be anyone from any point. My brother. Yeah, my brother. My brother, he... He is like incredibly gifted and talented with vision and like emotions and he knows me best. So he, he would be able to do the best job depicting me. That's I love that. One. Yeah. Uh, last question. If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Keep going. You're going to be all right. Honestly, like look at what I just said. We were all partiers, like out, out three, four nights a week partying. And a lot of people probably, our parents, probably thought, you know, slow down, man. Yeah. But that maybe got us to here. So just keep going. You know, just trust yourself. I yeah. love that. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people want to find out more about you, what you're doing. Where can they go? How can they find you? Um, I guess go go watch my stories about my clients, please. Because <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> uh, I'm really passionate about my clients. Like I really only work with the best, the the best of the best. So Eric eighty nine H, still rep the eighty nine there. <laughs> love, so, love it uh, on Instagram, and that's about it. Or they, can send you, me. or they can send you an email if they want. Send me an email. Yeah, <laughs> that my future assistant that's out there, you're going to answer it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Uh, guys, if you made it this far, we appreciate you. Thank yes, you for thank listening. Thank you so much. Uh, give Eric a follow on social media. Follow me, George the Pals. Subscribe, like, share this. Uh, special shout out to our sponsors again, Cottage Springs. You guys are amazing. Sean Mendez, we're coming for you. Sean Mendez, oh. we are coming for you. Uh, but yeah, thank Jordan's you guys. smiling over there. <laughs> that's it. Signing off, pals. Ciao. See ya. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high. I got alone with no one thing. And I